We're back better than ever. Patrick, we're back. We're better than ever. What's going on? There's so many. I feel like there's a lot of new stuff this week. A lot of stuff. There's always a lot of new stuff, right? That's true. Well, some weeks, some weeks have been slow, but uh, but not. Yeah, I mean, recently. I don't think this week was super crazy, right? I mean, um, no, it actually didn't seem that crazy, really, which is good. Yeah, I mean, I think um, Jimmy Carter. You know, we're still on on hold here. Uh, I think what he's been in hospice now for a little over a week, I guess, right? Yeah, has it? Yeah, I feel like it's even longer, but I don't know. It, yeah, it, I can't I mean, remember. I you think know, it was like la- a week at, last weekend. A week, you know, a weekend ago. Uh, so we're waiting on that. Um, you obviously had the uh, Dilbert um, cartoon disaster. Which, from- I guess, what's the point? Except I guess he's very racist. That's, <laughs> that's like, I just, yeah, I, I don't mean, know what he was getting at there. Yeah, no, I mean, so he's, you know, the cartoon's been pulled from, um, um, basically every single newspaper or or outlet that um was um hiring it scott adams who i believe has had some you know questionable comments in the past uh went on just a crazy rant about um Oh yeah, white people should separate from black people, and white people should separate. Apparently, he saw, uh, you know, and you know, apparently or allegedly, he saw a poll that said that like fifty-five percent of black people either are okay with white people or or something. Yeah, don't trust white people or some something like that. So, and apparently, that he just triggered him, and he went on this racist rant about. you know, basically white people should separate from black people and, you know, you know, don't blame your whiteism or whatever the words he used. And, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty, uh, you yeah, know, it's just, it, it's it, racist. It, it's crazy. It's one thing to debate. Yeah, it's interesting though. Like, you know, I think, you know, and then there's people cancel culture and no one was defending him, by the way. No one I saw was defending him, but you know, there's the difference between so-called cancel culture where people have gotten and are tried or people try to cancel certain individuals because they don't agree with what they say. Correct. Right. Right, Which is so dumb. This isn't cancel culture. What happened to him? He should be canceled. Yeah. Right. Totally. There's a difference. He, he should be fired. He should be canceled. Well, I mean, he's probably self-employed, but he, his product should not be sold there. There's a big, people have to separate the difference between, you know, the so-called cancel culture and, you know, you know, social media coming after you for a comment you made 10 years ago. And again, not even like, obviously if you made this comment 10 years ago, then you should be canceled. I'm talking about like, you're you know. talking about these baseball players who are 27 years old. And when they were 16, they tweeted, uh, <clears throat> you know, insensitive, awful, racist joke. Yeah, or I'm something. even talking like, about like, you know, you don't like jokes people are saying or like, that's not Dave this, Chappelle, right? Want, right? Dave Chappelle. They're always yeah, right. trying to Dave cancel Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. I just want to make sure, although he's uncancelable, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know, you have to separate. This is if any person with a job said what he said, they should be canceled. They should be fired. I mean, this is you know, they should be you know, you know, and um, 
Yeah, but free speech, and I guess, you know, he believed it, and he had a right to say it, but we also have a right to ignore him. And by the way, true story, somebody somebody texted me and said, hey, did you see what Dilbert, I mean, I didn't know who Scott Adams was, to be honest with you. So he goes, did you see what Scott Adams said? And I'm like, who's Scott Adams? And he's like, the creator of Dilbert. I'm like, no. And then he told me, and I'm like, I honestly didn't even know Dilbert was still a thing. <laughs> I agree. I didn't even, I don't, I, I'm sure you feel the same I'm not, way. Like, I'm not real. I'm not real familiar with it. I was never a cartoon person. Yeah. I'm with you. I was never a comic book person, never really a cartoon person, never, um, you know, the, the strip comics. Um, yeah. So I never really got into it. So I, I, I honestly hadn't seen it until somebody kind of alerted it to me, but, uh, but you know that that's where you know, I think, the the the, pu- the publishers of his product acted quickly and and yeah, pulled good it for and them. Yeah, it. yeah, it's, it's, as they as they as they should, right? Yep, a hundred percent, one hundred percent. So uh, some some interesting polls came out this week. We could chat about briefly. So uh, we love a poll, although they usually don't mean shit in like a yeah, year. Especially but... at this stage, I'm I'm not sure what the Republican primary polls mean right now. But Trump has a sizable lead against DeSantis. I think the morning console poll was forty three twenty eight. Wow, really? Which was actually a little bump for Trump. Uh, again, DeSantis is not in the race technically or at all right so i don't know what that poll means obviously primaries are state by state a national poll doesn't really mean much but you know i think desantis is really you know like you and i talked a few weeks ago does he wait does he wait you know, does he look at the landscape and say, you know, Trump's at the end of whatever Trump was, right? Former president, shocking victory in 16, you know, you know, relatively okay first few years, uh, COVID investigations, January 6th, election denying all the comments and the narcissistic behaviors. But there's still a core group of people who are just beholden to him for whatever reason. And Trump's at his end, right? So here's the danger. DeSantis runs. Let's even say it looks like he's going to beat Trump in the primary. Trump decides, you know what? I'm going to run as a third party. Because Trump only cares about Trump. That will give Trump another six months or eight months in the spotlight, right? Trump, in that case, makes Biden president again. But he may not care about that. He may just care about not letting DeSantis become president. Or he just may care about the Trump name being in the... He won't, He wouldn't spend any money. He would just you know, do his rallies. He'd get 20% of the vote. And he would Ross Perot you know, in essence, Biden to the presidency. And then you have DeSantis who would be sitting there losing in a three-way race. I, I mean, it's yeah. it's extremely probable and plausible that Trump would pull something like that. So if you're DeSantis, beating, you're going to have to spend, you know, $100 million in a primary to maybe, maybe 
either lose or squeak out a victory against Trump to only maybe have Trump run as a third party candidate and you have no shot at the president. And then you're a, then in essence, you're a loser. Right. And God forbid that, you know, if Trump runs as a independent or, you know, a third party, um, assuming he could get on the ballots, imagine if he beat DeSantis's percentage, you know, like, you know, 20, 24 to 22 and Biden gets 52. So I, I don't know. I, if, you know, if I'm I DeSantis, know. I'm an extremely popular governor, just crushed it. Do I wait? He's young. He's active. He's absolutely considered one of the leaders of the Republican Party. Well, and, you know, for DeSantis, what I would be thinking if I were DeSantis's team is like, look, you he just was reelected governor, as as you've said, you know, obviously, as we know. And it's like if Biden gets reelected, it just gives him even more time to basically hammer at how yeah, awful then the you're Democratic running Party against is. And you're running against not an incumbent. You're running against what appears to be now very weak field below Joe Biden. Right. So. And it's not like you have only one year left on your governorship. You just got reelected. So four years from now, okay, you're in 2027. The election would only be a year away. He literally could end his term and announce his run for presidency in 2028. And I mean, you know, you think, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Does Pete Buttigieg become a star? I mean, Gavin Newsom. Pete Buttigieg is over. Pete Buttigieg, (laughs) the the, the shine... The the, the fake shine on Pete Buttigieg. He he you know he he you know he I I believe he's either mishandled or hasn't been appeared to be a, a leader on two major transportation issues, the 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 airline southwest debacle, um and certainly the train derailments um or derailment, the main one in Ohio. Uh, I think he's been woefully disappointing at this point as uh, transportation secretary. Um, you know, this, this is, you know, you, you have a, a, you know, a mayor from South Bend, relatively small city, who got, you know, the media loved him, good looking, you know, uh, openly gay mm-hmm. candidate from Indiana, uh, you know, which is a Republican state, a Democratic mayor. And, you know, he, he rose and, you know, he did very well in the primaries. Uh, I think he ended up finishing third overall. Uh, and he probably deserved the cabinet position. But he's never, but, you know, again, he was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Like, you know, when the shit hits the fan, you find out if these people really have the skills to navigate and lead. And, you know, I, the more I think about this, the more I, if I'm, again, four years, another four years, a long time, a lot can happen. Things can go bad in Florida. He could mess up a few things. I just don't know in this environment, if I would maybe, I might not run. I might wait to 2028 if I'm DeSantis. Because I think there's no, he's in a no-win situation. Well, and it's if he like, doesn't beat Trump, he's a loser. If he beats Trump and Trump runs as independent, he's yeah. a loser. Uh, 
and the shine will come off, right? Um, I don't know. I just think you he can't run for real. I don't believe he can run for a third term in Florida. I think it's a two term max. Um, I would I would run Florida, poke my nose in some national stuff. And- don't endorse Trump. Don't endorse Trump. Let Trump fail again. And maybe I run in 2024. I would too. And then give the Democrats four more I mean, years. I 2028. Yeah. To, to you know, in and your listen, eyes, mess up the world. Worst case, worst case, if Trump gets the nomination and beats Biden, okay, he can't run again. So he's still out. Can you imagine? Um, but you, you laugh. I saw your, so for those of you listening to the podcast, <laughs> you could not see. We, we need to start doing this visually, oh, by the great. way. Oh, uh, Sarah's face when I said, you know, Trump, it, it's plausible. It's absolutely plausible. I know it is because Joe Biden, you know, <clears throat> didn't win by that much. I mean, it was very tight in a lot of And listen, obviously, look, now, if it was a popular vote, there's no chance for Trump and or probably DeSantis because I don't think the Republicans could win a popular vote based on how the, you know, the, the demographics of the country have, have shifted. But um so we'll see. We'll see. But you know, I think it's getting to the point now where DeSantis is going to have to make a decision because, you know, if you're not in, people don't think you're serious and they don't think you're in. And Trump's starting to see a couple little blips of bumps in some of these polls. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Don't you think um, it was – well, wait, one last question. Don't you okay. think it was a good move of um, former President Trump to go to East Palestine and, and still we have not seen President Biden? Or you don't think that was that big a deal? And so I think it's Trump being Trump. I think, um, you know, I think some of the some of the some of the regulate. Yeah, you know, it depends on your position. Like if you're a Trump supporter, or you know, it's a great move. If you're on the other side, you're questioning. You know, I believe Trump uh, lowered some of the regulatory uh, things for the the rail industry. Now, I'm not saying that contributed in any way to the accident. I'm just suggesting that, you know. Um, Listen, I, I think the White House administration, including the, the the transportation secretary, have completely bungled this thing. I think they have completely bungled it. The EPA person, the the, lead, the head of the EPA, you know, waited too long. There's a like I think with everything with the government, there's a lack of confidence in when they say they've tested it and there's no levels of anything. You know, half, half the people don't believe it. And, I, you know, I know this is going to sound revisionist, but this is what happens when, you know, you preach science, vaccines, this, that, the other thing, and then what you were preaching turns out to not be 100% true or not even in some cases true at all, right? And you, you look at the, you know, the <clears throat> origin of COVID, right? Early on, and maybe with no evidence whatsoever, maybe some, maybe there was some, and you know, told to Trump, you know, Trump, a lot of Republicans, you know, a lot of you know, uh, you know, conservative, you know, columnists and and pundits suggested, and and throughout the theory that COVID was created in a lab in Wuhan. Oh my God! Yeah, I was going to ask you about this. Yes, go and they, on. And they, when I tell you they were oh. crucified, vilified, called wacky, I'm talking about by so-called respected journalists. 
They were called without, you know, I love when they say without evidence, so-and-so said that it could be, uh, have been created in a lab in Wuhan. Well, the other side's true. Without evidence, they're saying it's not. They're saying it was bats. They're saying so. It, it's amazing to me when they say without evidence. And you know, well, lo and behold, the the uh, classified energy department <clears throat> yep. report came out last week, suggesting that it is plausible. Now, the report itself, they said, had low confidence of basically saying they could not determine with any real guarantee if it did or did not come from the lab. But the fact remains, even based on that report, it clearly was a plausible theory, a real possibility, and remains very possible that it was created in a Chinese lab in Wuhan. And then yesterday, the director of the FBI, Ray, in a Fox News interview, for all intents and purposes said, yes, it probably came from the lab. So they probably know more than they're telling us. For the director of the FBI to say Agreed. it probably came from a lab, my guess is it came from a lab. Sure. And like, don't you feel it's always a delicate dance with China anyway? Like China's obviously exactly. never going to admit. I am not naive to think there's not politics behind this. Of there's course. not science behind this. There's not perception behind this. Blame game. Because you remember Trump was calling it the Chinese virus and yada 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 sure but it's just another example of this you know if if, if the so-called mainstream press pundits you know the white house don't don't agree with what the right or the conservative voices are saying they're 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 kind of they paint them all with the same brush and they kind of try to position them as no evidence, lack of information, or they call it misinformation, right? Keep in mind, a lot of people who were posting interviews and discussing this early on, that this probably was created or could have been created in a lab, those, those posts were blocked. I was going to just by, say that. By Twitter, uh, by Facebook. Everybody, YouTube. The press. You couldn't even post on YouTube after. I mean, well, we, I can yeah, remember Joe talked Rogan about this. stuff. You know, if people said the vaccine... <clears throat> doesn't prevent transmission. You were blocked. If people said masked it, you were. So it's just not a, it's not a good look. It, it clearly looks like either a lack of transparency, hiding, trying to create a narrative because they didn't want to blame China. Uh, and I get there's politics behind this. There's diplomacy. There's, uh, I'm not naive to think that there's, this doesn't happen all the time, but this was, you know, obviously a, a pandemic that, um, so, and again, dangerous precedent, but... You I know, was going to say, don't starting... you think this is such bad... I don't know. I just feel like, you know what, this is wild because it's almost giving, you know, everything's become politicized, but it's almost giving the Republican Party so much more legitimacy because it was mostly conservative voices, doctors who were have been longtime scientists saying, yeah. look, this, you know, yeah, it came from a lab, the vaccine... I've said this skeptical. long ago, Dem it's Dem really not good. I believe through COVID and on other issues, the more left-leaning Democrats, liberals, progressives, whatever you want to call them, they tend to only believe in science when it fits their narrative, right? 
and or they hide behind science or you know i mean you had bill gates out there saying this was bats and as a result of climate change i mean that's that 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 video has been all over the last several days bill gates said this was from bats and you know as a result of climate change right Complete misinformation. And have we That's seen a statement? Have we There's seen no evidence of that? Has he apologized? Right? Has he said, oh, no, well, they won't. They won't because the only Rachel... people who have to have evidence to, to throw out a plausible theory are the conservatives or the right wings or whatever you want to call them. So has Rachel uh, Maddow ever come on and said, you know what? I, I thought at the time the vaccine was going to prevent COVID. We now know it doesn't. I, I apologize for giving people misinformation. Has, has she ever done that? No. No, they Why won't. don't these people ever? Well, I don't understand why they won't just say, because of course, you know, maybe at the time they believed. Why don't they ever come out and just say, oh my God, you know, uh, in hindsight, it's, I, I, look, Patrick, I, I have to agree with you. I think it's just not a good look. And I, I, I don't know. I, I do think people, I also feel like, you know, for me, it was such a disappointment for the Democratic Party. We just went through four or five years of civil unrest, of this resurgent, which was great, of Black Lives Matter, and realizing that people in this country are treated differently based on their skin color. And then the Democratic Party for two years shut down inner city schools where these kids critically needed to be in school, uh, to be educated, to get food supply, to uh, report a physical sexual abuse, and they never did that. And now they ignore completely yeah. how damaging that was, the yeah. Democratic Party does, and pretends like, oh, oh, no, 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 it was, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> we did what was best. And no, you caved to political pressure from probably, you know, school unions and everything else yeah. and, just, and, and set back a generation. It's like... I, but they never yeah, and they listen, never even I, bring that up. I just that's so bothersome. I, sorry, you know, welcome to my side of the world. <laughs> Thanks. No, uh, no, so, I can't believe it. No. So I got a question. Do you care that Savannah Guthrie has COVID? Like, no, do, I don't. Like, why is that breaking? Like, why do we care about that anymore? I think they need news, right? Don't we need stuff to publish? I don't care at all. That she's, she couldn't. She, she had to leave the set. She tested positive on the set. First of all, like, you know, hospitals don't even separate COVID patients anymore. Like, it's just, what are we doing still? For over three years, three years this week, three years today, basically. And we're still acting like, like, what's going on? I, I'm with you. I, I have, I don't even and, and click I'm, on the I, news you know, story. This is going to sound, this is going to, you know, and you, you know, you know, out of anyone, you know where I stand. I've stood the entire time on all these issues, right? With getting vaccinated, early on wearing the masks and stuff. I've been very, you know, I followed all those rules and so forth, right? Lost my father, all that stuff, right? I actually now though, and I said, I would never make, ever make fun of somebody for wearing a mask. That's their choice. But in my mind, <laughs> I feel, no, no, it's not even funny. Like, well, I make fun of the people who are driving in a car by okay. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We we do agree that we're allowed to at least chuckle at those people. But even in stores now, I feel sorry for I I feel a little sorry for people who still feel that they should be in a full mask just going into a store. I mean, that's their right. I would never say anything 
but I feel a little sorry for them. I'm like, what is your thought process? What are you protecting yourself from at this point? First of all, the fact you still think they work to the degree that you think they'd work, you know, yet the same people then, you know, they wear them, they sit down, they take it off and drink their coffee or eat their bagel or whatever. Okay. So basically you just defeated the purpose of wearing a mask. Like I, I just, to me, if you're still wearing a mask now, you, you're, you're, you're going to wear a mask in perpetuity. Correct. I mean, there's nothing from this point forward that would all of a sudden change that you would say, I'm not going to wear a mask anymore. Yeah. I, it doesn't bother me. I, I feel bad for It doesn't kids. bother me. I, <clears throat> I I'm contradicting myself. Like, doesn't bother me. I just, there's a little thing in my brain that says, what's your thought process? Well, I think, I don't know if you feel like I feel, but I guess it's kind of surprising how many people still are using masks. Is that, like, that's what kind of shocks me, places yeah. you go, is how many people still are using the masks. And to your point, they like walk into the movie theater, then they take the mask off to eat and drink. Yeah, it is weird. It's, um, you know, again, your own choice, but it's, and I, I mean, look, I, I, you know, you, I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're really immune compromised. Maybe they're going through a cancer treatment. Maybe they're pregnant. So it's like, oh, okay. I understand. But yeah, beyond I, that, yeah. I feel bad for the kids. You see, you see, still see a lot of children masked and it's like, oh. Yeah, that's the and people outside just walking in the sun. I'm yeah. like, open, you know, get some sun, people. Get some sun. Uh, <laughs> breathe, breathe in some fresh air. Sarah. Take in some fresh air. Um, all right. What other stories? What other, what other things? Vanessa Vanessa Bryant gets another thirty million. And did you see that in the yeah, lawsuit? So is this like the second or third? I haven't really kept up with this. It says I don't she know received if it's the second line. or third, but I hope she's donating that money. Um, why something positive? I mean, they're so rich. Like, I, I don't know. Well, like, yeah, but you don't feel like they were negligent. I mean, you know, come on. They, oh no, no, no! I'm not saying they don't have a right to sue or absolutely. You know, I think, I think. Well, I mean, certainly the police. You know, getting you know showing the vid, you know the pictures and stuff. Absolutely, you know, egregious. Uh, I don't know enough of the facts about the helicopter company and what they did or did not do. And if, if Kobe truly did want to told them to fly and you know, all that stuff, right. I, I don't know. I hope, I hope the other families on the flight, that one family who lost the father, I think it was the father and the son, the daughter, I believe. I hope they're getting a mm -hmm. ton of money as well. And I, I haven't read enough about that, but um, I hope there's just enough money to, you know, because those that that family probably needs, you know, or should get a ton. Oh if, God! If, All if, the families. If the helicopter yeah. company was negligent, or other other factor, or other entities were negligent. Yeah. I hope. Uh, I hope. I hope all those families impacted are getting are getting a ton of money. Yeah, I agree. I hope that too. Yeah. A uh, few few other quick political things. So last night or yesterday, I should say, Lori Lightfoot who is yes. the Chicago mayor who has just been one of the worst mayors a in the history of Chicago and certainly maybe in the history of America, just crime is out of control, schools, financial, just everything. Absolutely. She's almost been wrong at every turn. Right. And, um, 
So she's the first Chicago incumbent mayor to lose in over 40 years. She lost in the primary, the Democratic primary. She did not even make the runoff, the top two. She finished third or fourth. Um, just a terrible performance, terrible mayor. Good for the Democrats of Chicago to say enough is enough. Not electing someone uh, just because of the D in front of the name. And um, so you will, have a new, the- you will have a new mayor in Chicago. Just to give her the benefit of the doubt, do you think, I mean, you know, because she did try to stand up to Chicago teachers unions, which did not go really well a couple of years ago, where she wanted kids back in school. But I believe, you know, the unions, and I'm sure there's a lot of at play behind the scenes, you know, she didn't really get what she wanted. So it's like, it's just interesting to me, like what the real, I don't know, you know, I mean... Yeah, but compare her to Mayor Bowser, okay? Mayor Bowser, you know, c- came out supportive of police. I'm not sure she wanted the kids back into school or not right away, but I do think she recognized no, that. No, because they were still trying to force vaccinate them until I think recently, right now, they're yeah, quietly but I think the school, dropping I think all the that. School board, I think the school board in D.C. Uh, and the D.C. Council control a lot of that. It's a very strong DC. The DC council has a ton of power in DC. I guess what I'm saying is Mayor Bowser, who just won a third term, has has at least tried to navigate the, the line between, you know, being progressive, appeasing unions and, and, and you know, re- police reform, and also understand that you have to have a, a thriving business community in your city you have to have strong police you have to reduce crime and kids have to be in school um mayor bowser went easily to a third term and obviously look what happened to Lori life now chicago is a much much larger massive city tons of you know i think more things to navigate in a city of the of chicago's size I mean, um, so uh, I, I guess, you know, I'm just saying, like, to your point, I think I think mayors have navigated those those tough issues, you know, appeasing the unions or, or at least trying to placate the unions, but understanding that we got to make the schools better. We have to have, you know, school reform, police reform, but still supporting the police. Crime has to be reduced. Um, so, I, you know, I think, you know. I mean, Chicago is almost 3 million people. Yeah, right. And DC is like 600, <clears throat> 680 yeah. or something. Right. So, so you know, the size is, is very different. But uh, but I think Eric Adams may face the same fate as Lori Lightfoot. That's kind of shocking. It's such ho- I liked Eric Adams. I like Eric Adams. Well, it's sad been, to see uh, him. From what I hear, I have a lot, a lot of people, as maybe you do, who live in New York City, live in New York State. Um, and I say New York State because, you know, they're aware of what's going on in New York City. Either they work in New York City and, you know, commute out and in. Uh, just been been very disappointed. I think his polling numbers have dropped 17 points since the election. I think it's like uh-huh. always, you know, I think they don't. Re- I don't know Lori Lightfoot's background, but like Eric Adams, right? Former cop for many years. Um and you then, have to be a leader. You yeah, have to be an executive. Yeah. You have to be able to push back. At some point, you cannot placate, you know, 
things that will impact your city negatively, right? Uh, and the, I understand cities like Chicago, financially strapped, school systems, COVID did not help. You know, if, if you only have 50, 60% of people who return to these office buildings, it impacts the, 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 the viability of the city. Crime does increase when less people are around, right? That's a fact. You know, on the subways, subways and mass mm-hmm. transportation, and you know, if more people are out and about, less crime will happen because there's more witnesses, there's more people paying attention, there's more people to, you know. So, um, you know, interesting to, to segue though. Uh, I did see a report this week, which I you know want to get your thoughts on because I heard you guys talking about on like it or not the other day about working remotely and being home. Oh and, yeah, so European countries and Asian countries have returned, people have returned to the office more days than less days in the week, approximately 70 to 80%. Okay. Okay. All right. The U.S. is barely 50. What do you, so you, well, I, you know, look, I said this, we are going to go back to work basically full time, I think, eventually. I mean, because, you know, you run you run a major TV you mean, station. You mean, back, you mean back to physically. the office? Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, look, you guys, everybody, they have huge rents to pay, huge, you know, overhead. You think that they're not going to have us back in the office to make that justified? Of course they will. You know, but I, I even as a as a boss, I, I, I think it's even more than I think, you know, I think the first year and a half, you know, year, obviously in the news business, our people were coming in all the time. They were putting on the news. Sure. I, I do think, you know, when, when you're competitive, when the competitive landscape in whatever industry you were in, whether it's insurance, being a lawyer, working for a firm, whether it was, you know, um, you know finance or whatever. You know, if, if, if your so-called competitor or the industry as a whole or like companies were keeping people home, well, no harm, no foul, right? Sure. But I think as companies bring people back, I think the competitiveness and, you know, I think as obviously now for probably a year and a half now, kids are back in school, they're playing sports, they're going to activities, there's play dates, there's all kinds of stuff. And I just believe if you're working remotely right now, you're not working as hard as if you came into the building. Now, having said that, there are certain sectors. I think people who are maybe just like a financial analyst who wakes up, gets on the computer at 7 a.m., closes it up at 7, doesn't have to commute an hour and a half. Of course, they're working more, right? Of course, they're doing it. But if you're forward-facing, I think you miss growth. I think your younger people should be discussing things in an office setting, talking, gossiping, finding out what you did for the weekend, going to happy hours. I think it's all part of growth. And I think it's all part of creating a culture in your business. And I think the question was for the first year and a half again, I guess, you know, why should I come in? Right. Sure. I think the question now has to be, why should you still stay home? Tell me the reason you should still stay home. Tell me the reason you should be allowed to work remotely. 
Because if it's so I could get the kids off the bus at three o'clock, that's not a good enough answer anymore. If it's because I could take the kids to my doctor's, their doctor's appointments, or I, I can make run some errands at lunch, and that's not a good enough answer anymore. If it's, you know, there are there is some flexibility. If it's you know childcare, you know early in the morning or sure. or what have you. Um, well, don't you think, I think you said it, it's, it's job dependent, right? I mean, if you're a financial analyst, if you're an insurance person, you know, of course you're going to meet clients, but probably a lot of your stuff is paperwork. You can do, you know, it's all data entry. I mean, that kind of stuff to me, you, I could understand giving more flexibility to some degree. Right. But I mean, Amazon's teams, Google, you know, a lot of that is collaborative. Your team, you know, it's, it's collaboration. I mean, you can't do, you know, 80 hours of news with everybody at home. I mean, I just think you're losing growth in, in your younger employees. I think not having direct face to face access to your bosses, to other colleagues. I think, I don't think 27, 28, 29 year old people were meant to wake up, go to an office in their own home or go to a computer in their own home and be on the screen all day long without any social interaction other than Zoom. That's not how we're meant to be. Right. And I think I think there's going to be impacts on industries and I think impacts on individuals if if people if we don't get those percentages. And again, I'm not saying suggesting five days a week. Some industries, three days a week, four days a week. But this theory that somehow, you know, oh, I could be you know, at home forever. No. Uh, you know, oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, don't you think in one more year we're back full time? I mean, well, I, think- I think it depends. I, you know, I look at, you know, some people I know, to your point, their, their companies got rid of their real estate. They let the lease expire. So they're home forever. Like, you want to be home all day long forever? That I mean, was a like, bad move. Some, pe- some people, depending on the circumstances, might. I just don't understand it from the company perspective. I understand it from the employee perspective. You know, if you're you know, 35 year old, you have two young kids, you know, why sure. do you want to leave the house at 630 to drive two hours to in New York City to get in or take the subway or the train or metro in all the way down to D.C.? I, I talk. Trust me, I get it. I just think from a from a company standpoint, I don't understand the thought process anymore. Um that, well, I, I think know. companies that gave up their leases, it's to me, life is always cyclical, right? Like they they unload all their their office space or whatever. Well, you, could always, you could always get space. Again, right? <laughs> right. Then right? they're going to be so, right back to because I mean, to your point, in two years, in three years, are we going to see people still majority at home? I, I doubt it. I mean, I, I think eventually it's going to kind of return. But um but yeah, I think people loved the flexibility. And, you know, I mean, a lot of companies do have flex work. Um, they probably yeah, had flex work I even think before as, this. I think employers on a lot of fronts, not just days of the week, I think I think employers have to be and have become more flexible in a lot of areas of, of how you interact and deal with your employees. Um uh, I just I, I I do believe that we are better as a station. And again, I'm I'm excluding news because they're always and the tech and our engineer because they've always been coming in and since day one, right? We had a few anchors at home and a couple, you know, producers at home and they rotated. But for, for the most part, our newsroom and our engineering team, they've never not come to work. 
uh, you know, sales, finance, some of these other departments. I, I just think you're a better employee and we are a better organization when, and I feel like you belong to something. You know, I think the other danger with working remote all the time, it's just a job. You don't feel like you're part of anything, right? You're just, a, you're just, you get your, you get your paycheck, you do your job, you, you log off the computer at the end of the day. What are you really part of? Like, you know, and I, I think, I, I just think for, 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 for self growth and company growth, I think it's time. I think people need to get back in, I would say four days a week. But, you know, yeah, you have Amazon, right? We talked about that story because Amazon's the one saying three days a week back mandatory. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't happy about that at Amazon. But I mean, I'm like, look, there's no way. I mean, Amazon, he was, you know, Jeff Bezos, they have massive. They just, you know, they're building that beautiful space in Crystal City. You think they're not going to have their employees back? And and I know your point is bigger than that. It's about community. It's yeah, about, yeah, you know, yeah. collaboration. Um, but I think three days a week is very reasonable. And you can still do two days flex. I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what else? Running well, out of real time. Real quick, real quick. Uh, Carson Wentz let go. Looks like Jeff Bezos yeah. bid to buy the commanders. Uh, blocked, potentially. Dan blocked. Snyder, not Stan a fan. Dan Snyder, another bombshell. <clears throat> relatively so-called bombshell okay. report that he had some secret $55 million loan mm-hmm. without notifying his partners. Uh, but it looks like, again, being reported by, I believe, ESPN, uh, that Roger Goodell knew about the loan, which is very, very interesting. We'll see where that goes. There was reports last week, I believe, in The Athletic that the bids came in uh, they were underwhelming in the $6 billion range, which is still a ton of money. And he paid $800 what, million. Why do you yeah. think it's – why are pay, why is it being reported that that's oh, underwhelming? Why? Because well, I seems... think they thought they were going to – based on what the Denver Broncos went for and some other oh. sports entities, they thought 7 to $8 billion. But again, you know, I think Snyder's people floated that number out. You know, the question is, does he sell now? Does he not sell? sell? <sighs> you know, it's just – you know, they hire Eric Bieniemy, who was the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, who has won two Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he was, uh, real quick, he was an offensive coordinator, black offensive coordinator, and I say that for a purpose, who could never get a head coaching job for whatever reason. I think he's in yes. for 16 head coaching jobs, did not get one. Little, and I say this very loosely. He had some people, ex-teammates, you know, saying that he was hard to deal with, he was difficult, he was, you know, um, you know, whatever. I think he had some financial or some some um, so, some issues. I just say because I don't know specifically. Anyway, couldn't get a head coaching job. Uh, so I think he, it, you know, his time in Kansas City because he he did not call the plays. Andy Reid called the plays. So his time in Kansas City, I think, was was up. Uh, Ron Rivera had fired Scott Turner this year. Their offensive corner just hired Eric Vianney. Great hire. Eric's going to call the plays, build his own offensive staff. Um, you know, probably, you know, could replace Ron Rivera as the head coach. Really good news. Positive news. And it's all gone already by Tuesday because of Dan Schneider, right? Like that's this yeah. franchise. That's who they are. And um, 
And obviously there's a lot of people or entities working behind the scenes, leaking this information, most of which probably want him gone, whether that's owners, whether that's the league, whether that's other, you know, people want to buy the team, what have you. I just think it's exhausting with this team. It's exhausting. I don't root for the team, but I'm sure if you're a fan, it's exhausting trying to root for this team. Where are they going to get a stadium? Are they going to get a stadium? I don't think Snyder gets a stadium anywhere as long as he's the owner. Uh, I think you have to change ownership for this team to get some financial incentives to move to either Virginia or or stay in Maryland or move back to D.C. So it's just... You know, it's just an ongoing saga with this team that just seems never, yeah. never ending. Oh, 100 uh, Yeah, I, I mean, just when you think like, okay, he's going to sell, we're going to get a sale, there's hope. Like, it is it is so, I don't know. You every It's like as the commander's turn, it's just a soap yeah. opera. It's so wild every week. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. All right, Patrick. Uh, I know All you right, got to hop. Okay, uh, real quick, I do have a last question. Uh did you get a lot of storms? Did you get snow? What'd you get? Oh my God. How how did I move to Los Angeles to have the worst winter ever? Uh we are we have had a ton of rain, more yeah. rain last night. Um, you know, I'm sure you've seen the LA River pictures, these like just yeah. basins that never have any water filled, like they're like gushing rivers. Um, no, where we are, we have not had extreme flooding or um snow, but not far from us, 45 minutes an hour. You know, San Bernardino County, which yeah. is like only an hour away. I mean, pummeled yeah. with four or five feet of snow. Um, the white, you know, you, you know, you've been to LA. You can see the mountains in the background. Well, my, my son, my son was in Big Bear Mountain oh. over over the over the Super Bowl, and he wasn't there this past weekend. Okay, but this past weekend, they got fifty-seven inches of snow. <laughs> so. Patrick, it is crazy. And everything is, you know, LA's a desert. Everything is green here. Wow. The mountains are green. The hills are green. Drought, like, you think the drought's over? Yes. But they will never, I mean, and I will never say that, right? Never. Because I'm sure in a year or two, right, if we don't continue this rainfall, we will be right. back to a drought. So I get why they're not saying that, but there's no way we're in a drought. And they do say on the news that the drought levels have diminished. You know, we're not in this extreme drought, which is great. I'm sure that's really exciting for this coming year for wildfires. I would think wildfires are going to be tough. Yeah. So, so you've had a couple bad weeks, but I'm not going to get the violin out for you. No, no, no. Because the other 49 or 50 weeks is going to be spectacular and next week we'll have to talk did you see this the happiest people live in california they did a uh, a poll so you know patrick come on come on I more, find that hard to more believe. remote work out here in la for fox 5 dc come on all right <laughs> where do people find you on twitter patrick gm fox 5 dc all right we'll see you next week all right sarah have a good one you too